This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson, boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20. The 10. The 5. Touchdown. Tune is buried. That was Sauce Gardner coming in hot. Garrett Wilson. Here he goes. Goodbye. And hello, Enzo. And Dyke swarmed. Swallowed and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to take a look at the film from week number three, the Jets and the Bengals. I know it was a disappointing loss, but there were some encouraging signs on film. So we're going to talk about it with our friend who does all the film for us over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. The thunder from down under, Mr. Luke Grant. Luke, what's up, brother? You know what? I'm doing okay, Scott. It's been a, a funny start to the season. If you told me the Jets were going to be great at corner, Quinn and Williams was going to play well, the receivers were going to be great, Max Mitchell would be fine at right tackle, I think we're off to a pretty great start. But the Jets have been blown out twice, had a miracle win, and we're struggling. So it's been hot and cold, but hopefully Zach can come back and, and save us this week. Some good, some bad on the film. Obviously, there's going to be bad when the team gets spanked like that, 27-12. But I want to start with some of the good. The most recent video that you put up on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel is on Sauce Gardner and how he clamped down Jamar Chase. Sauce Gardner is becoming a number one caliber cornerback before our eyes. But the interesting thing about it is, and I want to let you talk about Sauce Gardner, but we can weave all this in together he may not even be the best cornerback on the team because DJ Reed may actually be playing better than Sauce, which tells you something since Sauce is playing so well. The Jets went from arguably the worst cornerback room in the NFL last year to one of the best this year, and Sauce Gardner is a big reason why he was fantastic against Jamar Chase in Week 3. 
both of those guys just keep balling out, Scott. Speaking on uh, Source Gardener for a minute, he had a really tough task. Robert Sulla kind of prefaced it yesterday in his press conference. He said, we wanted to funnel everything to the outside, to the boundaries, and make them throw at our corners. That's how much faith he has in DJ Reed and Source Gardner. And whether it was Higgins or it was Jamar Chase, for the most part, Source was phenomenal. I think people can get confused when they look at the T Higgins uh, reception deep in that first quarter, or maybe the the busted zone coverage by Quincy Williams and LaMarcus Joyner. And they forget that this isn't actually because Source Garden is playing poorly. That rep where T Higgins had the 35 yard gain, Source was in his pocket. You can't have better coverage than that. If you're telling me that's a rookie corner's worst rep against one of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL, that speaks to me about how well he's playing and what we expect out of that young man. A couple of other reps that really stood out to me on tape, uh, you had the go ball to uh, chase down that uh, left-hand sideline for the Jets' defense. He did a phenomenal job, and it's the one percenters and the understanding and these almost veteran qualities he has as a rookie, the ability to put his hand on the shoulder pad while he's looking for the ball with his head, how he understands the timing that if he can't intercept it, he's got to snap his head back and play through the hands of Jamar Chase, rip that ball out. He's obviously got the deep speed. We saw what he ran at the combine. That was a phenomenal rep. Um, the dip, most difficult thing to do as a cornerback in the NFL, probably Scott, outside of you know defending those deep balls and not giving away a DPI, is in scramble drill situations. Well, Joe Burrow breaks the pocket. He's one-on-one on T. Higgins. He covers the slant. Higgins then breaks to the sideline. But you know he's got the makeup and recovery speed. He has the length, and he forces another pass breakup. He was good in zone. His understanding of switches. He just keeps going from strength to strength. He's played some pretty good caliber receivers as well. So I'm so excited about this duo. You mentioned it. DJ Reed, also phenomenal. He got beaten once or twice, but again, he was fantastic. The Jets have gone from one of the worst cornerback groups in the NFL to possibly a top five group, but their safeties are playing so poorly that it almost doesn't look like it when you look at the box score. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Luke, I want to come back to the poor safety play, but before we do that, I want to keep things positive and talk about Quinnen Williams. Quinnen Williams has been playing at a Pro Bowl level so far this season. Quinnen Williams has been a source of a lot of debate among Jets fans the last few years for a variety of reasons. 
Number one, the fact that he was picked third overall, so that comes with a certain level of expectations. Number two, the fact that he's an interior player as opposed to an edge rusher, so the game gets played differently at those two different positions. But Quentin Williams has been wreaking havoc up front. He had five pressures. He had a couple of tackles for loss. He had a sack against Joe Burrow. He was all over the place. We also know that because of the tirade that he had on the sideline yelling at Aaron Whitecotton, the Jets really changed it up in the second half in terms of how they defended Joe Burrow, who is very good against the blitz. They stopped blitzing as many people, and they let the foreman front do their job, and they were much more effective in the second half doing that. So talk about Quinn and Williams. I know that he's been a controversial figure for the reasons that I said, but so far this season, he's been fantastic, and if he keeps it up, he is going to go to the Pro Bowl, if not be an All-Pro selection. For the casual fan who's sitting there watching at home on their television and, you know, has CBS on, the interior defensive line is one of the most difficult positions to actually evaluate the impact they're having on a game. But for a coach, most will tell you, a dominant interior rusher can wreck a game plan even quicker than a dominant edge. Quinnen Williams has been that guy through three games this season. He's really starting to break out. And yes, he only has a sack and a half. And those kind of box score numbers can lie time and time again. Why? The Jets have no edge rush, edge rush pressure. The quarterbacks aren't even being forced to step up in the pocket. And they can't anyway because Quinnen Williams is flushing them over and over again. It's not just the fact that he's winning, Scott. It's how quickly Quinnen Williams is winning in those situations. The the sack, he was double teamed. He split it right down the middle. He got to Joe Burrow in just over two seconds. I posted another clip today where Joe Burrow almost hit T Higgins for that outstanding catch over DJ Reed in the end zone. They called it out with his heels. Quinnen Williams got to Joe Burrow in 2.3 seconds on that play. That should be a sack. He gets the QB hit. It almost is a touchdown. I understand it. But you can't look at things in a vacuum and say, well, they nearly scored a touchdown on that play. So how could Quinn and Williams have actually done his job? He beat the center so quickly. Another example, he got hands to the face against the center, bull rushing him, splits him in half, throws him to the side, hits Joe Burrow, forces an incompletion on third down. He's making these splash plays even though they're not necessarily sacks, there's a reason. And look, we all know about PFF and everyone's thoughts on it. There's a reason he's the number three interior defensive lineman, according to pass grade or pass rush grade in the NFL this year. He's doing a phenomenal job. And if you take the time to look at it and look at some of the people who understand the trenches, it's blatantly obvious. Quinnen Williams has been spectacular. And if the Jets can get even mediocre edge play, if Carl Lawson gets more healthy, Maybe Jermaine Johnson keeps coming on after he played pretty well against the run. Clemens, maybe Huff comes on. I think Quinnen has a great opportunity to get a 10-sack season. Luke, let's talk about what went wrong on Sunday. The safeties, as you mentioned, were terrible. I don't know if there's a worse safety duo in the NFL right now than LaMarcus Joyner and Jordan Whitehead. They just can't cover anybody. The pass rush consistently struggled to get to Burrow, particularly in the first half. The edges are not doing the job that they were brought in to do. They're leaving Quinn and Williams and those guys up front to fend for themselves, and it hasn't worked out the way that Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich were envisioning it. Safeties and linebackers wind up in coverage against these wide receivers that they simply cannot handle. Talk to me a little bit about those things, because I know you saw a lot of that on tape, and it's alarming. And we're going to come back to Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich and their role in this. But first, I just want to break down exactly what you're seeing yeah it's twofold of course there's some you know impetus on the coaches but the players have to do a better job 
Jordan Whitehead was brought in here to be a starting safety and a guy who could play at worst at an average level. He's been a bottom five safety in the NFL. Luckily for him, his teammate might have been even worse. So he's copying less slack because LaMarcus Joyner has been that bad and has been that disappointing. So as a duo, you have to be frustrated watching them as fans. It's the penalties. You had LaMarcus Joyner come over on the uh, source guard and a reception allowed to T. Higgins. And it's one of the most sickening helmet to helmet you know, clashes I've seen over the last couple of years, unnecessary penalty. You've got the communication breakdown on the touchdown. I, I looked at that play where, you know, that I talked about earlier, that Thorce Gardner, people think he allowed a touchdown to Jamar Chase. Jordan Whitehead, just before the snap, starts calling out to LaMarcus Joyner and drags him to the other side of the formation less than a second before the ball snapped. What's going on there? These are veteran guys. Robert Sulla keeps saying, you know, we've got four new faces back there. Obviously, the two safeties, two outside corners, everyone but Michael Carter. But you have to be a better communicator. These are veteran presences on the back end who have played in very good systems with very good coaches, guys like Todd Bowles and LaMarcus Joyner's played with some really good DCs along the way as well. So I don't really understand what's happening here. They haven't been wrapping up. As you talked about, the mismatches, when they get in poor situations, they're not able to overcome anything. That's been disappointing. And really, it's been a weak point to, as I mentioned earlier, the Jets have had one of the best cornerback duos in the NFL and their pass coverage still stinks. Now, the other side to that, Scott, is the pass rush. You mentioned that too. Quinnen's doing a great job. But JFM's playing on an edge. That's not his best position. He needs to kick back inside. Carl Lawson, look, I'm going to cut him some slack because an Achilles injury is the most difficult thing that an explosion-based athlete can come back from. We know that. It took Kevin Durant a while to look like Kevin Durant. Fans had a bit of an unrealistic expectation of how he would hit the ground running, Carl Lawson. He's going to get there. He's not there right now. You've got um, Michael Clemens, who's still getting his feet wet. You've got Jermaine Johnson, who looks better against the run than the pass. um, Martin, every time he looks like getting a sack, he can't finish the play. He's been extremely disappointing. I thought Jacob Martin could do better than this. Right now, he's been the almost guy off the edge, almost like we saw from Jordan Jenkins for a half decade here. They need more pass rush from the outside. They cannot rely on number 95 to do everything for this football team when it comes to the front seven. And they're the two reasons why this defense just keeps on getting gashed. Luke, as you mentioned, the defense has underachieved quite a bit this season. And everybody's looking at coaching mistakes being made by Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich with the defense. We talked about how Quinn and Williams had to yell at Aaron Whitecotton about what the Jets were doing in terms of blitzing Joe Burrow too aggressively. And when they dialed it back, it started to work out better. We talked about the lack of wrapping up tackles, the miscommunications, the stupid penalties. On and on it goes. And this is a weekly occurrence for this Jets defense. What are you seeing from Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich that's really making you nervous so far? What did you see specifically in this game against the Bengals that would make you pause about Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich and what they're doing with this defense? The question almost is, Scott, what am I not seeing that's making me nervous (laughs) on tape and in this Cincinnati game? The game planning's wrong. I think, look, Robert Sala talked about how he wanted to go too high a lot with his safeties and have middle field open, force them to the outside. But still, too many times on the big explosive plays, the Jets were caught in single high cover one or cover three. And if you look at what Joe Burrow and the Bengals have struggled against, it was cover two, cover four. Yes, look, Robert Sala talked about this yesterday. He said, 
I know PFF thinks we play cover two, 2% of the time, but we've played a lot of too high and our safeties are in deep clouds and they might not recognize blah, blah, blah. I understand that you have to game plan around what you have, but it's sometimes you have to put more impetus on what the opposition does poorly. And I don't think Robert Sulla did that. I get that DJ Reed and that Source Gardner are phenomenal, but also you're allowing Joe Burrow to be more successful and get him off to a hotter start by falling into some of these looks, by blitzing too much, Quinton Williams was right. Look, I get that sometimes you don't get the pressure you want out of this front four, but allowing Joe Burrow to throw the ball one-on-one, quick releases, and giving him a chance to win on a slant with Tyler Boyd against Michael Carter or against a safety is a good matchup for the Bengals. I thought that was disappointing. The ill-discipline is a reflection of the coach. You want to talk about JFM's penalty, LaMarcus Joyner, Corey Davis, which really put the nail in the coffin for the Jets. All of those are a reflection of the head coach and to some extent, the defensive coordinator, obviously Corey Davis withstanding. That was disappointing too. The coverage bus, the fact that we're having two or three coverage bus that leads to touchdowns, it feels like every single week, that's not good enough. That's on the coaching because they're the same mistakes, Scott. These aren't new mistakes. These are the same issues with man match or zone in the red zone on the same side of the field, involving the same players. That comes back to your head coach and your defensive coordinator. I think all of those things, it's a culmination. It's scary. The Jets don't look well look well coached. They don't look like they're improving. They don't make halftime adjustments. And this is a very large concern for fans because Robert Sulla already runs a scheme that is trending away from what the rest of the NFL is doing. They want to run cover two, cover four, two high safeties. Robert Sulla wants to run naturally, not so much this week, but cover one, cover three. So there's a lot of things going on here that kind of have me nervous. Robert Sala's got a huge six or seven weeks ahead of him. I don't think he's going to get fired mid-season. I'm not also calling for that. But I think his seat could get very, very hot, and it's been disappointing in the last couple of weeks. Luke, on the offensive line, we know the Jets have had their fair share of struggles. And now George Fant goes to IR. Connor McDermott will come in, at least for now. And nobody wants to see that. But one positive has been the progression of the rookie out of Louisiana, Max Mitchell. Everybody was nervous about him starting week number one out of necessity. And he wasn't great, but he wasn't embarrassing. Week two, he got a little bit better. Week three, he got a little bit better. He's not quite where you would want a starting tackle to be on a consistent basis yet. But for a guy who's only made three starts, the fact that he keeps getting better is a very good sign. Tell me about what you saw from Max Mitchell and the rest of the offensive line when you looked at the tape from the week three matchup against the Bengals. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, Scott. Through the first two weeks, when I evaluated Max Mitchell, I was incorporating his draft pick and his stock into his performance. So what I mean by that is you go look for a fourth round rookie who's been rushed and thrust into a starting role. He's doing fine. When I watched him play on Sunday against the Bengals and looked at that all 22 back, I went, that guy looks like a starting caliber tackle and played extremely well. Only I think one pressure allowed in 50 plus dropbacks from Joe Flacco was phenomenal in the run game. There were a couple of times he was in duo looks with, AVT or inside zones and his ability to uh, get displacement at the line of scrimmage and force people back was great. Uh, I think PFF had him as a 69.8 overall grade. So that kind of reflects and matched up exactly with what I saw. Uh, I thought he was the Jets best defensive lineman against the Bengals. Uh, If he can keep developing, it's huge because on the other side, as you said, McDermott might play. They've also made some signings. I'm not really sure how that left tackle spot's going to look. George Fant, whether it's because of the injury, the moving around, uh, regression to the mean, he was terrible this year. He was really, really poor. 
So they need to get Dwayne Brown healthy. He's can come off the IR next next week. So fingers crossed he can get healthy. On the interior, I thought we were okay. AVT had a struggle or two in pass protection, but overall was pretty good again. Excellent in the run game. Tomlinson has taken little steps forward since his week one disaster uh, against the Ravens. He's kind of progressing back to where I thought he would be. Uh, I thought McGovern was fine, but it's a weak link position. And left tackle was absolutely destroyed. And Hendrickson, who Jets fans have this whole relationship with because of the Carl Lawson Hendrickson free agency class, he destroyed us. He had two sacks. He had, I think, two fumbles forced. And because the Jets were so bad at left tackle, nothing else matters. That is the nature of the offensive line position. And that's why you need five average starters. So it, on the whole, I thought the Jets were actually pretty good on the offensive line. But that's withstanding left tackle spot where we were terrible. At wide receiver, we saw Garrett Wilson's toughness and skill on display. Again, the fact that he was able to hold on after getting walloped and eventually coming off of the field with that rib injury before he came back was incredible. And, of course, we saw those quick releases. And, Luke, before the draft, we discussed that length about how Garrett Wilson's best attribute was his ability to get open quickly with those quick releases. He did that a lot in the game against the Bengals, ended up having 60 yards receiving, which meant that he did better than his player projection on the Daily Fantasy matchup over at prizepicks.com. If you want to roll with Garrett Wilson again this week, or maybe you think this is going to be the week that Elijah Moore breaks out, go to prizepicks.com and play, just like I do. It's very easy. You pick two to five players, and if they do better than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people, just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport you watch. So it could be the NFL, college football, the NBA, college basketball, UFC, golf, whatever you want. PrizePicks.com has it. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Download the Prize Picks app or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks using the promo code PLAJ. If you deposit 100 bucks, Prize Picks will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50 bucks, Prize Picks will give you 50 bucks. Don't forget to enter the promo code PLAJ at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to 100 bucks at prizepicks.com. And Luke, I mentioned that you may think that this is going to be the breakout week for Elijah Moore. And the reason that you might think that is the fact that despite what you see when you look at the box score, Elijah Moore has been open a ton each of the first three weeks. If somebody consistently starts trying to get him the ball in advantageous matchups and not jump balls, which make no sense for a five foot nine receiver, somebody should tell that to Joe Flacco, you're going to start to see some really big games. It's only a matter of time. Tell me what you saw with him, with Garrett Wilson, and of course with the rest of the Jets receivers, including Corey Davis and Braxton Berrios. Look, it's easy to be confused if you're watching the TV and you tune in to watch Elijah Moore because every time he had the ball thrown to him, it was on a vertical route. Joe Flacco picked very odd times to throw in the football and target him, and there was no separation. So if you just look at that, you think, well, he's not doing a good job separating. I'm worried about Elijah Moore. But if you go back and look at the All-22 where you can see him on throws where he wasn't targeted, there was still plenty of separation. Look, I don't think he was as open as he was against the Browns or the Ravens, but there were still plenty of opportunities where he'd won off the line of scrimmage quickly. Again, I'm not worried about Elijah Moore. I think his usage could be better. I think Mike LaFleur still needs to clean up how he's utilizing him, um, how he, what his best trio at the wide receiver position is, but he's still working through it. And I think the Jets will get better. Uh, Garrett Wilson was tough 
coming back from that rib injury, that was a big boy effort from him. Again, got open. You talked about the releases. He cooked Mike Hilton at the line of scrimmage, who's one of the best slot corners in the NFL. Maybe a slight exaggeration, but he's a very good player. Garrett got open so quickly with that acceleration and his ability to win with stutter step releases and to, to mix it up with that package at the line. And then Corey Davis was just, he was okay again. He had the big personal foul. He, my issue with Corey Davis is he tends to make plays after the game is over. It's like the Jets get down 20 and Corey Davis makes a really tough catch over the middle above his head, takes a hit in his kidneys and gets up and it's a first down for the Jets. But we don't really see anything until then. Maybe that's not Corey Davis's fault. Maybe I'm being overly hard on him and that's a reflection of the offense of Joe Flacco and how the defense is playing. But uh, he's been pretty disappointing. Disappointing maybe not, but he definitely hasn't excelled so far this year. But you have to be excited about the duo of Moore and and uh, and Garrett Wilson. And I think if the Jets get Wilson back this week, speaking about Zach Wilson, touch wood, I think they're going to see more targets, particularly Elijah Moore. And I think we're going to see growth and development from this Jets offense and from the wide receiver group. Luke, we talked about the improvement we've seen from week to week with Max Mitchell. Let's talk about the running backs and the tight ends. Haven't seen a lot from the tight ends, although I would say that this was probably Tyler Conklin's best game, at least statistically. He was actually the Jets' leading receiver. And at running back, we continued to see Michael Carter refusing to be taken down at first contact. And Brees Hall, he's gotten better each week, just like we said with Max Mitchell. You had higher expectations for Hall than Mitchell, clearly, because Hall was a second-round pick, and he was the first running back off the board in the 2022 draft. But it is nice to see that he is making a difference both in the running game and in the passing game. Would like to see them give him the ball more. He didn't get a ton of carries, but I think that's going to start to change as time goes on. Talk to me about what you saw from Conklin and the two running backs, Carter and Hall. Yeah, I think Tyler Conklin, kind of like Elijah Moore has been, was open for the majority of the game. I think according to some NFL statistics, he had an average uh, separation of four plus yards on his routes run uh, in week three against the Bengals. So he's getting open. Uh, he's finding soft spots of zone. Obviously, it's not just him cooking man coverage. There's lots of things and factors that go into that. But he was good. I thought his run after the catch looked better. He looked like he had more wiggle and juice. He looked more confident. The play uh, towards the end of the game where the Jets are driving in two minutes, he breaks a tackle, then still manages to fight and get out of bounds. That was a spectacular play. Yes, the game's probably over there, but you still like to see that confidence and that explosiveness from the tight end position. And then talking about the running back spot, I think you're right, Scott. I would have liked to see Brees Hall get four less targets and five more carries. The balance isn't quite there, and part of that is because the Jets are playing from behind and because their defense is giving up drives on the first uh, sorry, touchdowns on the first drive every single week. But yes, Brees Hall looked like he had some explosive ability. That's good. Michael Carter keeps on breaking tackles. That duo is going to be fine. It's about putting them in positions where they're at the advantage. Uh, teams aren't stacking the box. They're worried about the pass. They're not playing from behind, and they're going to have more success. So overall, I thought the group was pretty good, um, which sounds weird to say when the Jets were blown out. I don't think too many people were terrible outside of Joe Flacco, the left tackle spot, and then obviously the safeties on defense and the edge position. But there were some positives, and I thought the other school position players at tight end and, and at running back did did fine. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under, thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the film from week number three, the Jets and the Cincinnati Bengals with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out everything you've got going on on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. What are they going to see when they go over there? What are they going to see when they go to our store, tpublic.com? That's tee And how can they follow you on social media? 
Yeah, the T Public stuff uh, is awesome. We've got some really cool designs there. Some Zach Wilson merch. Uh, Zach the Ripper. The Zach Wilson says go long range. We've got the Quinn and Williams JFM. Bless you, thank you. Quinn obviously got upset at the defensive line coach after he didn't thank him and bless him after he sneezed on the weekend. We saw the energy there. Um, you've got play like a jet logo merch. So just just check it out. It's really cool stuff now over there at T Public. The YouTube's pumping, guys. There's going to be five six videos every single week breaking down what's good, what's bad with the New York Jets with the All 22 film. Uh, and then if you want to follow me on social media, head over to Twitter. It's at Luke Grant 7. You can find everything that we do over there. Visit our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash play like a jet and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.